Hi, this is Amit. And this is Akhila. Welcome to the Indian Music Charts podcast. This is a show where we look at the weekly music charts on Spotify and make it our springboard for a larger discussion about the music industry. We discuss listener trends, what it says about the industry and where it might be heading, and occasionally we'll also share our two cents. New episodes drop every Tuesday, so don't forget to hit follow and the bell icon to be notified. Welcome back fam. We had to take a week's break, but we're back to regular programming. We're looking at the charts published on 16 June 2023. The usual categories that we look at didn't have a lot of action going on, so we're just going to look at a few key moments on the charts this week. And of course, as always, one of these tracks is going to inspire today's discussion. Starting off with this week's highest new entry at number 41, it's Take 2 by BTS. And surprisingly, this track which was released to commemorate 10 years of BTS didn't really have much of an impact uh, you know they've had some record breaking entries at number 1 so number 41 is kind of like a muted uh, position but you know it's still not bad considering it's one of the highest ranked international tracks on this week's chart next up there's a lot of key movements for songs that we've already spoken about in on our show moving up five places from number 12 to number 7 is zihal emission from uh, viral originals At number four is still rolling by Shub. It moves up four positions this week to enter the top five. Uh, moving up one position from number three to number two is Tere Vaste from Zara Hatke Zara Bachke, and at number one, holding steady is Fir Aur Kya Chahiye, also from Zara Hatke Zara Bachke. Now, interestingly, you know, earlier I had said that this movie was a flop. Apparently, it's mm. not a flop. It's doing decently well at the box office. Who knows? Maybe it had a bit of a slow start. Mm. Uh, so you know, like on the charts, they're never predicting what can go well, up and what can go down. Well, that's good news for everyone involved in the film. So, yeah, and also, I mean, you know, as much as we discuss Bollywood having creative crisis or like you know things about the hits not being as many as before, we do still want the industry to do well. You know, so that's good news. Uh, but Amit, like you know, you mentioned number four is still rolling by Shub, and that's an interesting one, right? And it's actually going to be the track that's going to kick off this week's discussion. Now, most of you might have already heard this track. It came out as a single, and now it's part of the album, which is also titled "Still Rolling." The album is actually doing pretty well, and it's interesting because earlier in March, Shub was embroiled in a controversy on Twitter. and you know for me as someone who comes with a marketing background right this is something that's very interesting because we're constantly looking at brands people we represent and you know we're trying to protect them from making sure that they never say or do something that could detrimentally impact their careers right uh, because that's something you never really want for someone you work with but it's very interesting that The album is actually doing pretty well, and it looks like you know whatever the controversy was in March, and we'll get into it in just a bit, didn't really have an impact on the performance of the album, right? But this is not always the case. For example, more recently, in the case of Lal Singh Chadha, there was a boycott campaign against it, and uh, you know it did affect how it performed in the box office. And you know, Amit, like I'm interested to get your point of view on this, right? Like some artists tend to face public brunt for their political opinions and some don't why do you think there's this disparity like you know what makes some artists at a higher risk of backlash versus others yeah i think that it makes a big difference as to how mainstream an artist is for instance 
you know, if they have nationwide popularity or if they have a fairly uh, niche following. In the case of Shubh, of course, he's had some really big hits. You know, he's one of the biggest uh, amongst a new lot of Punjabi hip-hop stars based out of Canada, which also makes a difference. He's not, you know, based in India. So the threat of somebody going and burning down his house, uh, you know, is a little, is much lower. Is, hey, distance always helps in protecting your house from getting burnt. Yes. And, uh, you know, so there are a number of factors, I think, when you when you think about it. Uh, you know, and, and just talking about like how mainstream, uh, you know, basically things can affect you. Uh, basically, your own popularity can kind of be your own worst enemy, right? Because the more popular you are, the more people know of you and uh, the more backlash you're going to face. And, you know, you talked about Lalin Chadda, but again, there was a film and I think we can sort of, I mean, I, I don't want to talk about the music industry as a subset of the film industry, but especially when it comes to the performance of the soundtrack, for instance, you know, Lalin Chadda's soundtrack, again, bore the brunt of the film not doing so well. So it didn't really have such huge hits, okay. despite, of course, you know, being Arijit Singh, Pritam, Amitabhatracharya, you know, that big, that sort of combo. Right. Yeah. And I was not even thinking about it, like, from the music angle, because it was not a very big musical film in that sense, right? Like, the album, like you said, didn't have so many hits, but like, I'm just talking about like an art form in general. So that's how I was yeah. thinking about it. And I think it does go back to what you said. Obviously, Amir is a much bigger mainstream mm-hmm. sort of, you know, personality. Yeah, and, uh, you know, but what like we're seeing right now, a song from, which we discussed on the show before, a song from Lars and Chadda is doing well now. You know, it's having like sort of this delayed popularity, which goes hmm. to show that perhaps had that movement not happened, maybe it would have been a lot, you know, a much bigger hit. Hmm. Because as it goes to show, and in, in recent shows, especially we've talked about this, there's a fairly, uh, you know, this whole Pritam Arijit kind of uh, sound that they've created, it mm. kind of fits into a broad sonic template. So I think that song, the song from Zarahatke, Zarabachke, the song from, um, you know, um, Brahmastra, they all kind of like, uh, you know, have a similarity. So I definitely think in that case, the controversy did not help. But, you know, talking about exactly what happened, well, basically in March, uh, at the time, I think there was, a there was uh, you know, an internet crackdown uh in uh in punjab, in punjab. because yeah. yeah and uh so basically what he did was he tweeted a map of india and a fairly controversial one of that without for instance uh, jammu and kashmir and certain other regions and 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 sort of and and had the map i think the caption said pray for punjab or something like that and then kangana ranaut who's of course you know the, of course yeah <laughs> uh we don't need to say much more about her basically uh, had some not nice things to say about him and i think it started trending and then he deleted that image and then he reposted just pay for punjab uh, now you know when we talk about this context of like you know where does the world that shub comes from which is essentially uh, he's coming from the punjabi hip hop world and like more broadly the punjabi pop world and i think mm. punjabi artists we have noticed have not shied away from uh, having know, a point of their, view yeah sharing their points of view and this was most uh, I think strongly felt during the farmers protest when all of them uh, you know pledged their support 
and in hmm. fact even was sort of a boycott movement it was kind of a reverse boycott it was sort of like <laughs> boycott the artists the artists now saying boycott this company because they are against the farmers and you were kind of directly or indirectly involved with that right yeah yeah so like obviously you know with the farmer bill right and like without getting into the politics and like the policy of it all uh, a big part of it there was a lot of negative sentiments against uh, reliance mm-hmm. and also also amazon and the likes but i think reliance bore a bigger brunt of it because they are based out of india and uh, because alliance also owns jio which also owns streaming service jio seven you know there was sort of a little bit of a collateral damage over there because you know a lot of artists wanted to take the content off the platform they also wanted to say hey boycott this platform but you know this boycott platform thing happens quite a lot and anyone who works in ott will tell you this right like we've all had that day when we woken up with our company trending saying you know boycott xyz right it could be because a new movie is coming out like the number of times there's been boycott amazon prime boycott hotstar like i've lost count right yeah. uh but yeah, i think there it eventually comes down to you know when people really want their voices to be heard and they're not being given that time of day then they have to hold on to anything and everything that they can just to make noise right just to make sure that their point is getting heard but anyway i think thankfully like all of that is behind and you know the government also like took back the bill but uh, yeah i mean a lot of times uh, these boycott campaigns do tend to go in not necessarily a direction that will actually impact outcome you know yeah and i think if we were to sort of talk about this week's discussion and what we are kind of examining is whether it's kind of two things should artists get political or share their political views and whether being political has an impact on their success uh, you know i think that just tying into what we were talking about just now i think your level of popularity is a double edged sword but it's also you know once you reach a certain level of popular- popularity you also become kind of immune to you know all these uh, mm. boycott movements uh, you know for instance uh, um just take somebody like Roger Waters you know who has been uh, again murdered across controversy for his uh, uh comments about the Russia Ukraine war and i personally boycotted his show i had an opportunity to go for mm-hmm. his show uh, you know i i i'm in london at the moment and my brother had had a ticket and an extra ticket that you know he was willing to i mean Uh, and i said no because i couldn't reconcile my yeah. you know the idea of going for it after all the things that roger waters yeah. said and oh, luckily i have seen him 15 years ago <laughs> in bombay so it kind of made it easier for me to sort of yeah. like yeah yeah but we'll always be a minority who thinks this way though yeah so i mean you see this all the time right like does your popularity like i i think there's a difference between like uh, i i mean a, a classic example would be somebody like vishal dadlani who's never been afraid to show his political point of views and he's as mainstream yeah. as it gets because he's a, a big bollywood composer and singer and he's on tv all the time on these you yeah. know judging these reality I mean, like shows like ankur for uh, that matter like and he's, i know yeah. he's indie but he's yeah, borderline but mainstream also and vishal also you know is in the indie world and when vishal does his pentagram gigs you know he's so political there he's so open and hmm. you know uh, uh, when he when whatever he says on stage whereas perhaps when he's on a more like when he's on a platform like a uh, like an indian idol right i think mm-hmm. that's the show that he's on he's probably much more uh, 
chooses words much more carefully. Yeah, he shows a different side social, of him. Yeah, on social media, he's not afraid to say what he wants mm-hmm. to say. Uh, and yes, so what the, the fallout of that is that he gets trolled a lot. I mean, he's trolled all the time, mm. right? Uh, and I'm sure people like Kangana are not fans of his at all. And but it's not like it affects the popularity of his uh, music. Yeah. I mean, his songs still get streamed. His songs still get uh, you know uh, he still gets opportunities to compose. Mm. Uh, you know, it's not like there's been a boycott Vishal movement in Bollywood, despite of the fact that he's been very clear about what he wants to say about yeah. the ruling party, which actually makes it quite sad that not many more composers and singers, mm. like I'm just looking at the most streamed, um, you know, artist uh, on mm. on Spotify, the top artist list. I was trying to think how many of these composers have actually said anything remotely political. And yeah. honestly, very few have ever said anything that uh, you know, you know this I mean, is a very like you know. Okay, I'm gonna like you know unpack this a little bit. Okay, right? Uh, you know, you, you first started obviously, and this is something we want to obviously discuss: is should artists be political? And like, I think people like us who are largely liberal-minded, our point of view is that if you have a voice that is being heard, you should use that voice for good, right? I think in at a general principle level, I think no one will really disagree with it, right? But it gets a little complicated when you get into how authentic that voice is, right? Um, so, you know, for example, when Vishal is having a point of view on something, that's a part of his artist DNA, right? He's always been this person, right? Uh, Ankur always been this person, right? Like he was, you know, he played at Scheinbach and like he's always had a point of view on politics, right? Um so, you know, when you have these people talking about politics or having a point of view on politics, it tends to be received a little bit with more gravitas because you know they're coming from a place which is informed. They've spent many years forming their point of view, right? And versus, let's say, someone who has not done that. And this is not to say that they don't have the same political understanding. Maybe they do. But it takes an audience a certain amount of time to build a perception about you, right? And so to the question, should artists be political? I think, yes, if that is who you truly are, you know. But should artists be political just because they're artists? I'm not really sure about that, you know, because like, I mean, let's think about this as, you know, just people like you and me. There's certain things that we care very deeply about, right? But we also cannot deeply care about every single issue in the world, right? We'll pick and choose what's close to us. So if an artist does have something that they genuinely care about they should talk about it but they shouldn't kind of try to force fit activism into who they are just because of the level they're at as much as we believe that if you have a voice you should use it and yeah. that's my point I of mean, view and i, I don't know I if know, you feel different uh I, I i i kind of agree but i also feel with certain caveats for instance now uh, because i think there's definitely some element of self-interest uh i'll give you a sort of just to you know bifurcate what we're talking about uh, here, uh, when it comes to broad political spectrum and things that are happening in the country, you will have a lot of people, a lot of artists who do believe in certain things and have constantly stood for certain values, will call out certain political parties about what they say. But in the minute it becomes personal, you know, when somebody's friend has been accused of doing something, say, a classic example is the Me Too movement where, you know, a lot of, especially in the indie world, I also remember, which is supposedly, you know, much more woke than say, the mainstream world. I mean, the mainstream world also said very little, uh, mainstream Bollywood uh, world. 
uh, and you know when for example you know there was a whole nh7 weekend uh, uh, when it was still under oml and oml was embroiled in the controversy and you know a few acts actually and it was very close to when the when the festival was going to be staged a handful of acts said they were you know dropping out and most of them said uh, you know we're going to continue to play and i remember uh, i think it was rolling stone that asked some of these artists you know uh, about why they were playing the festival or something like that and then i remember one indie rock band coming up with a particularly ridiculous sort of justification saying that you know uh, we owe it to our fans or something like that i mean i'm saying it's ridiculous of course other people might disagree with me so it's this you know it's whether your self interest hmm. uh, whether you're willing to put your self interest above your uh, sort of put your values or what you stand for above your own self interest because it's i'm not saying that it's not brave it's very brave for artists in, in the in in the india of today to even go out and say anything against the establishment and we've had like mm-hmm. uh, you know we the indie music scene has got a fair number of like artists like you mentioned ankur there's indian ocean that has been talking about issues for a long long time now uh, artists like swaratma who didn't do it in a more subtle way but still are political in their own way you know we have lots of examples of bands that are political yeah. but and especially in the in the content and, and what and they so sing about and also let's add to this let's also add to this hot take okay some people can be political a bit more easily than other people you know that if you're a minority there are people out there who want to go after you especially on twitter and i'm also mm. not even getting into yeah. what happens in real life because we mm. know people have been jailed right just for having a point of view yeah. and the same thing if they had a different name probably would not have happened right yeah yeah but i mean sadly as we know most of the whether it's the hindi film and music industry or the indie music industry it's dominated by upper class men <laughs> you know yeah. uh, and so i don't think that they are like in that position and and upper class men belong to by and large i'm going to say it's dominated by a particular community but definitely you know majority is 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 uh, you know there's i mean Yeah. yeah there is a dominant community you know is what yeah, there is a dominant community and I, and, I, and i wouldn't even say that like and that's not necessarily true. like i think bollywood is in itself one of the most cosmopolitan industries in our country right and you have the biggest stars mm. uh, you know are are muslim so it's not that it's not a, it's, it's not that, that yeah industry has can be can be sort of at all be classified as you know being very close minded in that sense but, but in fact what... a lot of those artists like you're talking about like you have mm. the khans of the world and like we know yeah. one of the biggest like qualm that most of liberal india has is that you are khan you are in a position of power why can't you do more right and especially during cnrc a lot of this sort of came out right and it kind of and like I, so i do want you to complete your thought amit and i want you to sort of chime in further is that if say you are an artist of a certain mainstream popularity right and you know through the course of your life your political opinions will develop right and at some point you might feel that listen here's something that i truly care about this is a polarizing topic i want to use my voice and this is something that i have decided i want to do but i've never done this before right it's not like i won't be seen alongside let's say an ankur or a vishal who always been known to have politics in their dna right so for an artist like that what do you think they can draw from others who have you know successfully managed to be both successful 
musicians, but also be their authentic self and the point of view on their politics is always out there. They wear it on their sleeves, right? So what are what do you think artists can draw from people like that? And what do you think they're doing right? Uh, so I think there's a difference between, you know, uh, political artists, you know, and in the sense that artists whose, whose content itself is political and then artists who decide to be political. And, you know, it can work both ways. Like, I remember how, you know, when the American election, at the time of the American election, a lot of, like, Taylor Swift's fans were, like, angry that she hadn't expressed, you know, like, uh, a viewpoint. Now, is she Republican? Is she Democratic? I mean, like, what is she? Like, why is she so silent? Why is she so apolitical? And then finally, you know, she did uh, express her support for, like, a Mm. Democratic candidate. And, you know, it it became very obvious about what her views were. And I think since then, I think there was a documentary as well. And then she's been very vocal about what her political standpoint Mm. is at that point but till that point she hadn't said anything right so i don't know sometimes you might even say that okay you know what my music you can take that viewpoint but i think that it's also it's both ways because like i do also agree with like in this day and age if you like i'm one of those people who feel everything is political you know even yeah, not expressing because a point it is everything is, is politics yeah what is it everything is political so so if you don't say anything at a time when it is necessary to say something then, you know, uh, because, for instance, at the time of the CAA protest, like you mentioned, I mean, there was so much going on in our country. And, you know, uh, it, it's kind of, I mean, like, so what, what you know, for me as, as, a, as a fan, I would like musicians to have some kind of uh, value system, which automatically translates into politics. Because sadly, that's how, in a way, almost simplistic politics have come down to in a country like ours today. It's like yeah. certain basic values that you hold to. Uh, and and you know, also, like, you know, only very privileged people can be apolitical, you know. And yeah. the fact is that you, you, you're right. Like, you do expect certain, at least, if not all, you know, like, we don't expect everyone to use their voices. But I think in an industry with so many people... You'll be like, hey, wouldn't like 20% be okay to use their voice, right? Yeah. And and I think what is the fear there, right? Is the fear that if I am political, uh, will I lose, you know, followers and streams or will my house be burned up? You know, and I think that... Yeah. Uh, no, no, the thing I, is, I the physical sort of... harm bit is legit, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It, is yeah. a, it is a legitimate concern in today's day and age. I mean... Uh, you know, I mean, we are political on this show and people might want to boycott us. Yeah, like and it, I mean, like it, thing it's is, great that we're not actually popular, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the sense, it's sort of like, I mean, we're not that unpopular also. Shout out to us. Okay, fine. Like, making yeah. the, uh, the, the top 10 of the Apple Music podcast charts. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, I mean we know, have a following amongst the lo-fi podcast community. Yeah, yeah. And I think that also, you know, it's this like, so I'm... I'm you know, and like you said, you know, when you come, if you're from a certain minority uh, community or, you know, from a certain sort of segment uh, of the population, there might be a, there might be a fear of, uh, you know, a, a real threat to physical harm, you know. Yeah. Uh, but if you come from a fairly privileged background, which the majority of the Indian music industry and indie music community is, I don't think that there is so much of a, uh, you know, fear and I mean, look, you know, the levels of different things, like you want to say, right? Nobody has to talk about, say, every time something happens, every yeah. time something ter- terrible happens, and you don't have to comment. I don't. I mean, 
I don't, and I kind of limit my my sort of what, what I say is to sort of maybe even within the realm of what's happening within certainly like the music industry or something like that because I I don't have that expert viewpoint, you know, uh, on so, everything in the world, everything. Yeah. But like something as simple as the Me Too movement, I mean, there's like very little like gray area over there, right? In most of the cases, so yeah, I, I, I know there have been venues that have been accused by multiple women of yeah. you know various incidents, and like there were artists who all said, "Oh, we're not going to play High Spirits," but then come on, you know? Yeah, and and you know, there's again, there's a lot of things that uh, kind of. Uh, you know, kind of work there because mm. uh, I play there because there's such a huge lack of venues in this country. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, and if now people feel that, okay, it's been like four or five years, maybe it's okay to play high spirit, but there's ways and means of doing this right now. If I yeah. said as an artist, I will pay high spirit, but I'm going to make sure that little you know, 50% of the sales proceeds goes to say, you know, NGO works for the safety of women. Yeah. You know, now, again, no, I mean, that, I mean, people, we how, don't know how, if every artist can afford that. Can, can but... afford to do that, right? But then yeah. if artists can, so it's like, like I said, we want them to ask for accountability. Yeah. You it's know, self interest, self interest also, right? I mean, are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to make a real sacrifice to sort of make sure that certain things that you stand for are not, uh, yeah, you know, that, that that could potentially harm yeah. you in certain ways, and sometimes subtle ways. And I know that perhaps I I have, and we both talked about this, right? Like sometimes we feel that we lose our own, say, job opportunities because we have an opinion. Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, honestly, and, we wouldn't have it any other way. So, you know. Yeah, we wouldn't have fine. it any other way. But the fact is that there is some, so it's not like a, it's not like a direct consequence that we're facing, but maybe there's an indirect consequence where certain companies would say, you know, uh, we want to stay away from people who are so expressive. Yeah, they have a very strong point of view on things. Strong point of view, and not a general point of view. I mean, a specific point of view. Like, if I'm calling out something or somebody, I might do it specifically. I mean, there's one thing to say, yeah, you know, the government is doing something bad, but it's another thing to say this organization or this individual has has been accused of doing something. I'm, I'm shocked or whatever. You know, I don't think this is right. So. That's what I'm saying. Personal interest. That's why I find there's a big difference between people getting personal. I know politics is personal, like we just said, discussed. Mm-hmm. But like, there's a lot of like at an individual level, there's very little calling out within the industry. There is some broad calling out, right? Yeah, there's some broad yeah, like issue based calling. I also calling. want to like you know sort of paraphrase calling out, okay? Because you know mm-hmm. like it tends to have a negative connotation, and I think what we're trying to ask for is accountability, right? And we need to have accountability as an industry. Right. And for example, just to take the same example, let's let's not take a particular venue or a company or let's say there's X person who might have been accused of and has been proven to be guilty. Right. What is expected is, you know, I understand, you know, an organization might have 50 other people who work over there. You don't want to take away their ability to earn because someone did something wrong. What you want to say is a there are 50 people who work over there. One person has wronged someone. They've been proven guilty. We want that one person out of the picture. Let everything else go business as usual. I, and I think that's what most liberals want. You know, it's, uh, yeah. you know, we, no one is saying that, hey, if someone's accused of wrongdoing, cancel the whole thing. Because we're also not for cancel culture, yeah, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And, and honestly, that's why I've started going back to weekend. I boycotted for a couple of years. After that, there was a pandemic. I went back uh, last year and I felt that they had made some real changes. 
uh, people that were accused of certain things, uh, one are no longer associated with the company, at least directly associated with them, maybe have an indirect association. Uh, the company has been sold to another organization. There might be involvement from some of the people that were still working with that organization. The CEO is now a woman. So that organization has taken, you know, uh, yeah, they've taken the necessary a, steps, steps yeah. you know, to, to sort of, as opposed yeah. to some and also I think that needs nothing. to be rewarded more, you know, because yeah. that's what is going to encourage more companies to be fearless when something goes wrong and be like, we are now on the path of accountability. This is what we're going to do. We're going to do it. And they need to also get that love back for having done that, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, coming back to artists, do you feel that today is that we have like this 24-hour news cycle where there's a new controversy every day? Uh, is this fear kind of unfounded or do you think that, you know, it's something I mean, that... Uh, yeah, I mean, the, I mean, this is like, this is a great example, right? Something happened in March and obviously albums coming out for Shub in hmm. May, right? And like, well beyond a 24-hour news cycle, evidently there's been no impact. And here's the thing, man, you got to do what you got to do. To let you sleep at night yeah. and but you know it could also, like his level of popularity right how many people actually caught you know uh sort of followed up on the story but i mean the reason why we actually uh decided to do this is because if you go to wikipedia page he's a fairly new artist i mean it's fairly short that's like a one paragraph discussion uh, description mm. who he is it has names his discography and then it has this controversy so it's there like it's you know something that is pretty strongly there on his page right now and this is something that he obviously was in the news for but like you said i mean perhaps because he's not such a huge artist at least on the level of say a bollywood act he has not had that much of an impact but even then i mean i think that luckily streaming is such a private activity so mm. somebody might you know say I don't stand for what this guy says and, you know, I hate just, this guy. Just don't How do listen that? to their music, you know. Or the same sort of bigots listening to, like, Pakistani music artists and, you know. Yeah, artists. they'll say something on Twitter, but they yeah, are grooming to Pasuri, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, and have Atif Aslam will be, like, among their top acts or something like that and they're not sharing their... Uh, <laughs> sharing These their, are the people uh, who don't share their urine stats. Rap, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, so... Rap, replay, whatever it is. Yeah, as in, so there is kind of like that whole anonymity also when it comes to streaming, uh, which, I mean, like you said, I mean, yeah. whether good or bad, but whatever, it's, it's kind of like an advantage. I think the bigger risk is actually to your own physical person, right? And Yeah, like if you go to see a Bollywood film in a theater and there's like people burning effigies out of there, uh, you know, that's a, that's a sort of more, uh, I suppose... Uh, a kind of real fear because you're seeing it in front of you. Yeah. Whereas, and, you know, probably it's like a lot of people who boycotted Lars and Chadda when and saw it on Netflix, you know. Yeah, they, yeah. It was it's something they could do in the privacy of their own and, homes. The other so, thing also, you know, I will call out is that, you know, see, point number one is if you feel strongly that, you know, you have a point of view on something and it's a genuine point of view, it's an educated point of view. I think artists can share it, right? Uh, but of course, you know, you have to reflect a little bit about where you are and like, is there any real harm to you, right? Like, or if you're out of the country, maybe you're better off. And so I think the point is, if you're in a position to share your voice and use your voice, then please definitely do. But if you think that that's going to result in real harm to your person, people around you, then Obviously, you know, you have to think about that first, right? The other thing is, right, 
there's a huge difference between an orchestrated boycott campaign where it's they have an outcome in mind they want the film to suffer right versus let's say someone shares a point of view it's it just happened organically so even the reactions happened organically there is a 24 hour news cycle but if let's say someone has a vicious you know motive against you and they want your film to tank it's not a 24 hour news cycle because they will find you know like people to bombard this through like the month right yeah so it also comes down to who you are yeah yeah, yeah. you know it's a proper troll army and again i think only the really sort of big uh you know films i think are are kind of like um, are, are, the, are the targets of this but you know i think hip hop in general because like remember nadas like shub straddles through worlds right one he is in the punjabi world and secondly he is in the hip hop world hip hop artists have, especially in india and one of the things i love about indian hip hop is that a lot of the artists aren't afraid to be political uh yeah. you know and they will say stuff uh, all the time and like and i would say that even but they also appeal guys... to a community that is equally political or they are a community who doesn't mind hearing political opinions right yeah like, i think I about mean, the, like think... rage against the machine right like so i think of rage against the machine they're very political mm-hmm. they have fans who are also very political the frequencies match you know so you're never going to you're always going to appeal to mm. I hate to say it, but it's an echo chamber, right? You're talking to like-minded people about like-minded topics. Yeah, but I, when I even think about, say, artists that are not that popular but can continue to be political, like you know, when you say artists like Amir, who who's a uh, you know Punjabi, sorry, a uh, Kashmiri hip hop artist, and a lot of Kashmiri, a lot of like Kashmiri hip hop over the decades since the regions have been like you know artists like MC Cash have artists from that region tend to be political, right? So. Kashmiri hip hop a lot of it will be political yeah. uh, because that's just they're talking about their surroundings and the subject matter is inspired by they're talking about what they live through by, what what they, what they live through and what they yeah. see around them similarly even punjabi artists you know there's a lot of uh, like uh, tendency i mean there's such a strong community pride angle to it so every time there's a kind of like a threat to the community uh, you know it becomes kind of like that uh, us against them kind of thing mm-hmm. right and so uh, again so i think that when you have like these kind of uh, and then then the fans take it for what it is right because that's the first thing that you're getting mm-hmm. now like you said like does it match your uh, not only value system but identity as an artist like are you just hopping onto something because you want to like uh, hop onto the bandwagon or is that genuinely how you feel like if you've been a pop artist all your life and you've never really had said anything remotely political in your music or in your interviews are you suddenly going to you know do it yeah uh, you can't do that either like you know yeah, I, yeah. you have to but you kind can, of transition into it yeah but you can also show your support in like much more subtle ways right say suddenly like i remember like i think pratik kohar or something who did who's never said anything remotely political in his interviews but went and played shahin bagh you know yeah. uh, so that is making a statement without really making a statement right so i like I that. that i like that yeah i think there are different ways to make a statement it's not necessarily social media yeah so th- that's the thing i mean so you might and again taylor swift being the other example that we spoke about earlier i mean it was almost like she was forced to sort of share her political opinion it's not necessary for you to do it but like i think that in certain times it it the silence is almost deafening you know because there's easy things to support and there's tough things to support right there's putting your money where your mouth is which sadly a lot of people may not do and so yeah. whether or not you agree with somebody like shob uh, there is definitely i mean 
again, taking the big, big asterisk that he's not based in India, that there is definitely an act of bravery whenever you share something that is, you know, could cause controversy, especially if it's of political in nature. So yes, there is a clear risk. But yeah. if it's, you know, don't be afraid to be political if your fear is losing fans, yeah. is, is what I'd say. And yeah. I think maybe I'll add to that and, you know, something that I've come to realize to the course of this conversation is that, you know, share your point of view if it's something you feel that you have to do it. And there are more than one way to do it, you know? Like, sometimes it's with words, but it can also be with actions. So find what's right for you. You know, that brings us to the end of this episode. Next week, we have something special planned for you. It is going to be the half-year point. We've already come to the middle of 2023, if you can believe that. And we're going to have a special episode, so definitely stay tuned for that. Until then, here's this week's number four song, Still Rolling by Shub. Yeah.